0: It's Sunday, August 23rd. Welcome to a new episode of Bazaar. I'm your host Sid and with me today is Utsav Mukherjee, my friend who's a lawyer in Delhi. How are you doing Utsav?
1: Hi Siddharth, I'm doing great. Hope you're doing well too.
0: Yeah man, all good here and let's hop right into the topic for today. Uh, We're going to be talking about the recent antitrust hearing that took place in the US, where the four most powerful people on the planet were grilled by Congress. And the reason why Jeff Bezos, Tim Cook, Mark Zuckerberg and Sundar Pichai were called is because these companies have gotten too big. So big that, you know, you can't compete with them anymore and they either destroy their competitors or eventually acquire them. And the sole purpose of the hearing was to evaluate whether any of the big four tech companies were violating antitrust regulations.
1: Well, I must say that the whole Congressional hearing was a very long and fascinating event. All eyes were glued to the virtual hearing as the CEOs of the world's biggest companies were extensively graded by the Congress. The Congress in this case was armed with a lot of documents, which were very incriminating.
0: Yeah. And first one to face the music was Amazon and members of the community basically raised two key questions against Amazon. First, that the company uses data of third party vendors. To develop and promote its own products. What what this means is that if you're a seller with a great product and if, if you're a third party seller, Amazon might use your success to develop its own replicate product which will then compete with yours in the future. And believe me, you don't want to compete with Amazon.
1: Well, you know, new players and mid-sized businesses simply can't get risk uh, risk getting ambushed by force like Amazon. So I understand your point there.
0: Yeah. And you know, there were also allegations about the growing number of counterfeit products that are being sold on Amazon and you know, how, how that's harmful for the buyers and the sellers as well.
1: That's very true, and the committee even showed documents which brought to light Amazon's ruthlessness in the market, specifically their predatory pricing tactics. For example, they cited diapers.com case. Uh, diapers.com was a company which sold baby products on Amazon's online market platform. So when diapers.com rebuffed Amazon's offer to acquire it, Amazon simply started selling the same products as, uh, as diapers.com at minimal prices on its own platform, thus leaving the competitor no choice but to surrender to its will. And then they acquired it. After this, they once again hide the prices of the product However, I must say this isn't the only instance when Amazon has resorted to dubious methods to eliminate competition. This has happened a lot in the market.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, Jeff Bezos is one of those guys. He he is ruthless because, you know, this is how Amazon has gotten so big that they don't let anyone else compete with them. So when anything like that happens, they either acquire those companies or, you know, they just undercut their products and take away the market share. So this is like business 101, what Jeff did here. And when questioned, Bezos said that, you know, Amazon had an official policy about using the data of third party vendors. However, he did say that, you know, he could not guarantee that the policy was never violated. And Bezos also said that he will (coughs) continue to look into this matter and the other allegations that were levied against Amazon, like the diapers.com case. But, you know, we, we all know what that means. And he told that he will get to the bottom of it, but I don't think that, you know, any anything is going to happen here.
1: Well, in comparison to other players, Apple had a really easy time, you know, uh, it was questioned primarily on the policy of charging 30% commission from apps being sold by other entities in the Apple I Store while selling its own similar products in the platform, which are of course charged no commission by Apple. Apple contended that it charges fees competitive to Google and that its policies do not really affect competition. All the consumers, which have a plethora of choices regarding phones and operating systems to choose from.
0: Yeah, but I, I would like to bring one point to your notice here that, you know, Congress did present evidence showing that Apple charged Amazon Prime just 15% of the revenue sharing against the normal 30% added charges to the other players. So it's not all black and white. You know, Apple itself, they, they need to be careful because if Congress pushes in the direction and they press the pain points, then, you know, something could come out of it. But, you know, I really wanted Apple to get questioned about the entire... You know, their entire reliance on Chinese vendors and suppliers, and you know how Apple is such a big market in China. So, you know, that aspect of it was not covered by Congress.
1: Well, you're actually very right because they got off pretty easy, at least during this hearing. Let's see what the implications are later.
0: Yeah. And if Apple got off easy, Facebook did not. And Mark Zuckerberg got some really interesting questions. And right off the park, you know, the committee asked him the reason why Facebook acquired Instagram. And What they were basically saying is that, you know, they think that this was a strategy to eliminate competition. And the committee also presented evidence which shows how in the year 2012, you know, Mark was floating the idea of acquiring small companies like Instagram that could grow at a very large scale and, you know, disrupt Facebook's business in the future. And to this, Mark's reply was that, you know, Instagram wasn't the only player back then. There were other players like Pick Please or Wisco Cam. kind of a weird name. But these were the companies back then. And uh, he said that, you know, mobile photo sharing itself was a subset of social media. And by acquiring Instagram, they were actually getting more people to use it. So he twisted those facts in such a manner that he was basically saying that acquiring Instagram was a pretty positive thing. And it was probably the best thing that happened to Instagram. So you know, that that's what Mark did here.
1: The very fact that we can't even remember the names of these apps like Pickleez or Viscocam shows that Facebook is pretty good at shutting out all of the forms of competition by simply buying them out. I mean, not that Amazon hasn't done the same, but I mean, Facebook is even ahead of the curve in this uh, as compared to Amazon. And, you know, the Congress, apart from asking questions about Instagram asked Mr. Zuckerberg a lot of questions about content moderation, such as the time when an inappropriate video on Facebook generated 2 million views in just 5 hours. And they asked Mr. Zuckerberg how Facebook would allow such a thing to happen. They were literally ready to go to war with this young tech mogul. After this, they once again came back to the competition issues. They proceeded to bring certain communications, such as emails and messages between Facebook executives and Instagram's former owner, showing that Instagram felt intimidated and bullied and was cornered by Facebook into getting acquired.
0: Yeah, I mean, these guys don't let the CEO speak, right? I mean, they enjoy doing this, the, the Congress. They they like making it really awkward for these CEOs. So that was actually very funny to watch. And yeah, I agree with you. I mean, about Instagram getting acquired and getting cornered. If in this day and age, if you are a startup competing with these big four tech companies, it's not going to be a fun time for you. And you have to be ahead of them all the time. You, your implementation has to be flawless if you were to compete with them because they have such massive businesses that you know just if they find out that you know this guy this company is competing with me and if they want to beat him then they will just you know allocate what five or ten billion dollars in that program and ultimately you're going to lose your company so being a startup owner competing with these big four tech companies it's i I think it's a nightmare and coming back to the topic i think you know of these four companies google is in the most imminent danger of antitrust action what do you think about that.
1: I think you're right. Google is the one company which has the most investigations pending against it in the United States by the Department of Justice. In the past, various decisions across jurisdictions in other countries have also imposed heavy fines and penalties for abuse of dominant position in the general search service and the digital advertising market. For instance, such fines have been imposed by the European Commission and Google is accused of using its search services to promote its own products and services. However, with regard to the hearing, Mr. Sundar, which I was unfazed, he was really calm and responded in a nonchalant manner by stating that consumers and advertisers have various options and Google simply gives them what they really want.
0: Yeah, I mean, Google's digital ad business contributes around most of the $160 billion in sale. It's a massive company and the company processes around 90% of all online searches in the U S and honestly, I don't think, you know, anyone can really compete with the likes of Google in the years to come. I mean, there is no company right now, not even five or 10 years down the line. I see no competitor of Google. So I think, you know, that could be one of the reasons why Google is being targeted by Congress because it, it is basically a monopoly in online search and in digital advertising.
1: Well, you're right. I mean, how many times do you say Google when you want to search something?
0: It is synonymous. I mean, I don't use the word search anymore. I'm like, if I want to look at something or if I want to, you know, just find out about something, I will use the word Google. I will not use the word search. So that itself tells you the story and... You know, before, before I spoke to you, I didn't really know about the concept of antitrust because I was probably thinking, you know, this is something regarding privacy or something like that because, you know, antitrust does not really translate into competition. But then you told me how this basically means, you know, it, it is a competition act. And my major question here is that, you know, why is there such a law in the first place? It's an obvious question, but still. And does it really benefit the end users?
1: Well, in order to understand this, we must look into the very essence of competition and antitrust law, which in all jurisdictions is enacted to curb anti-competitive practices in business as to ensure free and fair trade. The very purpose is to protect the interests of consumers. For instance, the Competition Commission of India, also known as the CCI, exists for the purpose of granting approval to mergers or combinations before they can be entered into between parties. They also look into cases pertaining to abuse of dominant position and anti-competitive agreements. Similarly, in the USA, uh, any transaction which could create a monopoly is strictly prohibited and then to prevent further abuse of dominant position uh, if the if it is found that there is indeed anti-competitive practice they impose fines and penalties
0: so i also remember reading this that you know it's not that easy to show a violation of the us antitrust law and you know it's not enough for a regulator to establish that a company has monopoly power they also have to show anti-competitive conduct and abuse of dominant position to bypass fair competition. And what this basically means in, in layman terms, you know, just forget about the law. If you're a monopoly and if you're a good competitor, then, you know, Uh, the government or the Department of Justice can't really do much about that. So, you know, for example, if Amazon, it is a monopoly, we we know that it dominates the e-commerce market. But if it's also a good competitor at the same time, if it's not indulging in any anti-competitive behavior, then there's not much that the government can do about it. So you just have to, you know, there's a thin line between this and if companies can just be on the right side of the law, I think they are safe here. There's nothing to worry about.
1: Well, you also have to consider all the lobbying that takes place behind the scenes. Uh, all of these companies have spent billions of dollars getting in the good books of politicians.
0: Well, well, I'm not surprised at all about that. <laughs> you know, since we're on the
1: topic, start, we should also look at the fact that how these cases are investigated in the US. So there's the Federal Trade Commission, the Department of Justice. Now, if the Congress in this case finds anything shady, they might just refer this case to the Department of Justice to take care of it.
0: So what are you saying is that only two bodies in the U.S. can enforce antitrust law, the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice. And okay, so primarily, I, yes. I, I, I get that. I get your point. But, you know, I think the most important question here is that do you do you think any action will be taken by the government or by the Department of Justice? Is there a possibility of an action against any of the companies? not until
1: the elections are over and honestly it's a really slow process the firms should embrace the idea of uh, abiding by regulations in such a manner so as to meet their goals and you know if i was their legal advisor i would definitely ask them to just uh, ensure compliance with these laws so as to avoid any long term damage
0: so, you know, first thing that I, that we need to do is just send your number to Sundar Pichai because I think they need someone strong on their legal team. So Google is in a tricky position here. And, you know, I think these not only Google, but all these four companies can really learn from Microsoft because, you know, back in the 1990s and 2000, early 2000s, Microsoft used to face a lot of antitrust regulations over its uh, web browsers and the Windows operating system. And, you know, what they did was they really just sat down. They had a meeting or, you know, the board decided that, you know, we are going to take measures and we are going to, you know, come on to the right side of the law because this is a very serious issue. And the sooner we comply with this, the better it is for us. So I think, you know, all these companies, they can really learn from Microsoft here.
1: Well, you know, with Microsoft, I mean, they were on the verge of a demerger, And I wouldn't say that they learned their lesson in 98 or that they've been complying ever since. Because even in in Europe later on in 2008, they faced a $1 billion fine for antitrust violation. They faced a $9 billion fine for antitrust violations in 2017 again. So this is something which, I mean, I guess big companies face from time to time. And it's it's a really uh, recurring feature for all of these big tech companies and other giants in a different
0: industry. Yeah, so uh, just I think I would like to correct you here. You mentioned that you know the 9 billion fine was actually against Google. So in in 2017 the fine that was levied was actually against Google and not Microsoft. So just one programming note here. Yes, yes. Yeah. But that's a lot of money here. I mean they they gotta do something about it.
1: Well, uh, that's true. I mean I would say that Google is not the only company which is in the crosshairs, but they're definitely the most at risk of antitrust action and they need to make serious changes to their business model.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this this point, I think out of the four companies, Google is the one that could possibly face an antitrust violation. And the reason is because it's a gigantic digital advertising company and it owns around 41% of the global digital market in online advertising. The company also owns the leading web browser in Chrome, the world's largest mobile operating system in Android, the top video site in YouTube, and the most popular digital mapping system. So with these array of services, with just the the markets that Google dominates, it's a I think it's a very easy target for Congress and Congress will not leave them alone if, if they don't really comply with the regulations or they do not take any drastic actions here. Probably something could happen against them. Let us assume
1: that Congress does take a bold step against them. What would be the potential impact on the market?
0: So the potential impact is going to be crazy. So according to a Morningstar report, Google could be staring at a 15% correction in its market value if it was to be found in violation of the antitrust law. And they could also be fined around $13 billion for previous potential violations. Worst case scenario, in my opinion, they might have to spin off YouTube or demerge some of its businesses and that's a major impact. I mean, in terms of market value, in terms of business operations, if something of that scale were to happen, Google would be impacted in a very big way. So again, I mean, if you're Sundar Pichai, you need to make sure that this does not happen. Otherwise, you could be just staring down the barrel at a very big loss for your company.
1: I think new regulations uh, would might even impact their ability to acquire other businesses. So we don't really know if if they would be able to maintain growth at the exact same pace or, or not.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I mean, just to, you know, the key takeaway here, I think is, you know, antitrust is the biggest threat that these companies will ever face in my opinion, because I don't think anyone can actually compete with the likes of Amazon, Google, Facebook, because even if you're a competitor, you're probably just waiting to be acquired you know, the entire, your entire business model is to just, you know, become a competitor of Amazon or Google and then grow large enough so that these companies can just come and scoop you and just buy you. And that's what investors invest in startups nowadays, just to be acquired by the likes of Facebook and Google.
1: Well, you know, that's just a person-to-person opinion. I mean, not all entities are waiting around to be acquired because, I mean, that's against the very spirit of free competition, fairness in the market. I mean, if you look at it, our own economy, India, it's based on the premise that all players have a chance to to do well, to, to you know, promote themselves. And the market shouldn't be in the hand of a few large players, be it in any industry. The US being one of the world's biggest economies, possibly the biggest, in fact, it uh, it definitely needs to ensure that there's no con- consolidation of power in a few hands in in the tech industry, which employs so many people.
0: Definitely. I mean, we've already seen this play out in India as well with Jio platforms. I mean, we've already spoken about it, but just to give an example, you know, the consolidation in the telecom industry that we're seeing right now. And, you know, this is a perfect example of what happens when there is, you know, no competition in the market. I mean, there is competition in the telecom market between Jio, Airtel and Vodafone, but Vodafone is struggling, honestly, and you need to have competition in the market. Otherwise, the consumers will not benefit from the entire thing playing out. And, you know, these big tech companies, they don't really give opportunities for competitors to, you know, foster themselves in the market before they grow big. I think these companies just come and scoop them up. So I think it'll be interesting. And honestly, I think these uh, antitrust hearings are a step in the right direction, I think, The Congress should do something about it. At least if nothing happens, these companies would be held accountable. And you know, at least these guys will be scared that you know, if I do something which is against the law, I could be staring down the barrel at a very large fine or maybe a breakup of my business. So that fear should be there. So I think it's a step in the right direction.
1: I couldn't agree with you more on this. I mean, somebody has to take care of this dirty business, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. So uh, Utsav, it was again, a pleasure to have you back on the show. And we've already had a discussion about Zoom's privacy concerns. Like for people who have not checked that episode out, I would really recommend, you know, just go back and check that episode out as well. We spoke a lot about, you know, Zoom's privacy concerns and how they were dealing with it. And Utsav was just amazing as he is. So great to have you back on the show. And I hope to do more shows with you.
1: Well, I mean, I'm flattered that you have called me amazing. I mean, I think you are the one who's amazing I host uh, such great uh, episodes on a regular basis. And it's always great to be on a show, that and exploring these topics, interesting topics in great detail.
0: Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. And uh, that does it for today's edition of Bazaar. People on the show may have certain recommendations to buy yourself, but don't buy yourself based on what you hear. Do your own research before you make any informed decision. Uh, you can reach out to us at thebazaarpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking forward to hear what you have to say about the show because we do this for you, for the listeners. And if you can just give us a little bit of feedback, it really helps us. And we can make this show better for you. So have a great weekend. We will see you next week.